My name's Maya, and this week I love the OC because, Seth, you didn't bring me here to introduce me to Captain Oates. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, Curbs will actually input the real caravan. Don't make promises. (laughs) Let's steal it. Curbs, make sure to do one that's old enough that we uh, don't violate any copyright violations. Skitty bapa. Sorry, Dan. My name is Dan, and this week I love the OC because... (laughs) <laughs> Did you both have the same goof ready? <laughs> you guys are so bad. All right, back up. This week I love the OC because of the increasingly implausible reasons Caitlin isn't in the show anymore. Yes! <laughs> I wrote it. Uh, Who sends just one child to, to their grandma's house? <laughs> I'm Curbs, and this week I love the OC because Teresa's hoop earrings are enormous. And I'm Mark, and this week I like the OC because Marissa is in Chino! Wow, that actually happens. Is in China. Marissa's in China. Marino, Marino, Marissa is so in China. And the reason I said Marino is Dan Marino is the Dolphins will make an appearance later on in this show. <laughs> so much happens in this episode. Oh yeah, this, insane. This recap is going to take four hours. It won't. It won't. We're gonna go. We're just gonna breeze through this shit. Um, Curbs, do you have? The DVD booklet written by Josh Schwartz himself. <laughs> yeah, ask me like that. I don't carry it. Like, I don't carry it with me everywhere I go. Four. It's in your. It's in your notebook. Like like when kids hide comic books behind yeah. textbooks. Yeah, yeah. Curves when she was in school. <laughs> in her textbook, she just had a DVD booklet. <laughs> she, she had that Seth Cohen <laughs> fan just, thing. Yeah, yep. it was it was that and the OC mix volume four liner <laughs> notes. Yep, pretty much. Uh, episode 11, The Homecoming. Used to be Seth couldn't find a girl. Now he has two. Anna and Summer show up for Thanksgiving. Ryan also has double trouble as he and Marissa visit his old neighborhood and encounter an ex-flame. Double trouble. Also, <laughs> those are not the only two storylines in this thing. That also like Mary Kate Nashley movie, Double Trouble. That also <laughs> makes Ryan's visit back to Chino sound like something fun and flirty. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> when it was sad and yeah. salty. He went to prison twice. Um, all right, let's go. Uh, it is Thanksgiving. Uh, which I think is the most important thing in this episode because it certainly is the most important thing in Seth's life. Um, <laughs> he he asks the question at the very beginning, where is Rosa? And I just got to say, where is Rosa? <laughs> the question that is on everyone's mind. The question is on everyone's lips. Where is Rosa? Um, Kirsten has taken it upon herself to uh, make the entire meal for Thanksgiving and the rest of the family has taken upon themselves to not let her... I have the question to myself, at what point is all of this mean, or is there some trauma that they all experienced that has led them to this place? Last week, Seth was getting dunked on pretty hard, <laughs> but but this time, it's Kirsten's turn to just get like dunked on the same way over and over and over again, 
you can tell that it makes her a little sad. <laughs> yeah, she she does bring it up drunk later, which is how we know she is internalizing it. Yeah, um, but it is also very funny. Yeah, so they're talking about all of the different foods that they don't want her to ruin. The phone rings. It's from jail. But it's his brother, Trey. Yeah, and, and Ryan answers the phone and has a brief conversation with Trey um, about the fact that it's Thanksgiving and that mom isn't going to be visiting Trey and that Trey would like a visit from Ryan. And so Ryan, as always, does his duty um, and says, like, he'll be going. He walks back into the kitchen, you know, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go. It definitely feels like Ryan immediately enters that, like, trying to, like, like has had previously been holding his family together mode mm-hmm. where he, he doesn't want, yeah, he doesn't really want to be doing it, but uh, is going to do it. And everyone sort of sees that and backs off a little bit. Yeah. They and then, boom. And it's very, yeah. And it's just an interesting tone for the episode. Uh, Chris Carmack makes his one and only appearance in the, the title slides. Still no uh, Rachel Bilson. Still no Rachel Bilson. And let, let's just say, like, you know, she's a major part of the episode. Um, but let's move on from that. Uh, so we we cut back to the kitchen, and Seth is like genuinely curious about this. And my favorite thing is Kirsten gets dunked on again. She does the "How do you expect me to get any better at cooking?" and then <laughs> Sandy says, "I don't," <laughs> which is just a good line. Like, but he he says it with such love. I don't. Yes. She's like, I, I don't, honey. <laughs> um, but that's that's a scene between Sandy and Kirsten where they also say like Ryan needs to go. You know, it's it's important. He needs. To go. I just have a couple questions about Kirsten's wardrobe. Uh, she's wearing this, this fantastic, and by fantastic, I mean interesting black number uh, <laughs> with like a very interesting collar that doesn't connect, but like, like it kind of oh, vampirically. Like, I loved that look. Just, yeah. there's, like, there's like a giant, like jewel a pendant. Yeah, a pendant in the looks center, like a wishbone. No, it, it to me it looks with a like jewel in the middle. to me it looks like the type of thing that if you'd removed it from her, she'd turn into a haggard witch, kind of like <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones esque. Like, but it's holding her together somehow. It's like she, the linchpin in this woman's her, look. I, her, I noticed that outfit every time. I was like, whoo. It's um, hard to is, like describe for me. Is this the first episode where? Her hair looks <clears throat> her hair looks really great. Her hair does look pretty great. Her hair looks good. In like a 2003 way, but like, yeah. but yeah. like very, it's her, very like. A, a good exemplar of the form. It's, it's very <laughs> well made. We do, have to, we do have to back up a second because there's a conversation between Sandy and Kirsten where they it becomes clear Rachel is invited yeah. to Rachel. The, the person who, when we last saw her, was attempting to get Sandy to cheat on his wife with her. Hey. With with dumplings. Hey, and, and bringing Jimmy into the house, who actually did kiss Kirsten. Yeah, so their master plan is to, let's get these two together. But neither of them knows the fact that the other one hit on the other one. You yeah. know what I mean? No, they, they are both, both have the idea of, like, this person kissed me, let me set them up with this other person. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst yeah. setup of all time. I did write down, this is the worst setup ever. Yeah. Also, why would you want to? Why would you want to be responsible for introducing Jimmy Cooper to anyone, (laughs) especially under that? Like, we'll get to Jimmy Cooper and his hair later. But but (laughs) one, one question, one question: Jimmy and Rachel, are they Jachel or are they Remy? (laughs) (laughs) They're Remy. It's 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 it, their their couple name is ESPN Classic. Um, That's true. So I love all the ways they write Caitlin off the show. I'm going to yeah. say this again because she is at Grandma's and Marissa gives the line. I wish I could be at Grandma's. You probably could have. Yeah, been. If you'd made any. Like it probably was an option on the table. What if uh, their Grandma just really doesn't like Marissa? Yeah. What if or what if she yeah. can't come to my house? 
Who also? Which grandma do we think is it? Probably Jimmy's because probably. Jimmy is the wealthy. What you think? You the think two? they're sending Caitlin to Riverside? No way. I get the sense that Julia has like cut off her family. It's, it's interesting. Uh, I wrote Jimmy's still pathetic. He's like, yeah, your your mom's uh your mom's getting over me, and uh, I, you know I'm a catch. He's not. Like, and then not he listed all the ways that he's not a catch. Yeah, and then wants his teen daughter to disagree with him. So we we get a lovely um, cut to Seth and Ryan are kind of like, you know, having this conversation. And Seth is finally getting to the place where he's starting to admit that he maybe has a crush on Anna, uh, which is interesting because up until now, Seth has been like completely oblivious to this whole thing. Like he just like, well, I never, I, I, I couldn't, I, uh, which is like. I could take a shit on her. She wouldn't care. It's very teen boy for like, I actually do kind of like her now. Um, but then also then admits that Summer kissed him and threatened death upon him uh, <laughs> should he not do that. And and Ryan does the like amazing, like, I feel really bad for you. This is a really bad problem for you to have. And uh, this is a good example of goofy Ryan. Yeah. 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 Well, I liked, I liked you before you had a sense of humor, said Seth. <laughs> Sometimes I agree with that. Not in this case. No, it's very good. But the thing is, it's a real, it's a quandary. Seth is in a real no fooling like dilemma. Yeah, especially because I yes, would, he does not have the emotional tools to deal with it. Yeah, I would also say there's the added layer of like he was told explicitly not to discuss the summer thing. So like maybe that's not a thing. Uh, also, he has no experience whatsoever, uh, and so he doesn't know how to handle one, let alone two. So this is going to be great. Ding dong, Marissa and Jimmy are here. Uh, your pool house or mine? Says Ryan. Which is just fantastic. Uh, And Jimmy gives us the fantastic line, it's a twist off, so it's classy. (laughs) Jimmy Cooper. He also also says... He brings wine, but it's a twist off. Maybe my favorite favorite Jimmy Cooper line, walking into someone else's house and says, says, so Thanksgiving, big day, you excited? Jimmy's he's his whole thing this entire this entire episode kind of up until the Rachel thing even during the Rachel thing is so schmucky yeah I I just like that they they have him just say filler dialogue (laughs) yeah it's dialogue so that it can something can be happening so that we can get to the line where Ryan and Marissa go off and and talk. Together. What do you think Tate Donovan was told to like channel during this <laughs> this episode? Like his inner Tate Donovan. Yeah. <laughs> channel is Tate. I'm curious. They they insult his hair kind of subtly. Well, they do like the. How else is he supposed to wear? It? So that, well, that, and that, his, shirt his shirt too. Oh, it's a tuck in. It's a tuck in. He's wearing a tuck-in. It's a twist off. It's a twist off. It's a tuck in. I don't know. No, I think I think they were just insulting him because they want him to look good and they're just making that clear, right? Because they're setting him up, right? Does he yeah. look good? I mean, as best he he's fine. Can. His hair does look weird. I'm going to say His that. His hair always looks but weird. But how else would yeah. he wear it? It's very short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, really How else sh- would you style that? Yeah. I'm asking the men in the room. I don't know. It feels like he did nothing with it, though. Exactly. It looks. It looks like he showered in like a low pressure shower, like two days ago. <laughs> so Ryan and Marissa go to the pool house to start kissing, and uh, they they slowly get off each other. When uh, Marissa's like, "Yeah, I should probably go to my mom's," and she's like, "But I'll be back in about an hour." She's like already planning the ditch out, and he's like, "I should be back by 8. 
Like, <laughs> like I like they he when she said I want to go to talk, he really was like, eh, no, she means makeouts. I'm not going to discuss the big thing that I'm going to be doing, which is going back to Chino. And then she's like, I'm going to go with you, and he's like, No, you are not. And she's like, eh. This is like prime brooding lines though by both of them she does that i feel like you have this whole life i don't even know and he's like it's better that way she's Uh, like no it isn't he's like yes it is (laughs) and they're both being so shitty at each other yeah like she is being super presumptuous and he is being completely withholding and he isn't making eye contact (laughs) until he says two words yeah presumptuous and withholding that's what's driving their entire relationship (laughs) yeah and until he says until he says yes it is he doesn't even look at her that's the first line where he turns around and it's like yes it is like and it's like okay fuck Hey, ding dong, Rachel's here. Oh, and she brought wine too. Not a twist off because she hate, has a job. Hate her color. <laughs> yeah. You really? Yeah. She's, um, she's trying to be seen. She's um, wearing like a, a deep fuchsia. Yeah. She's wearing a black leather jacket with brown pants. See what and I don't like it. She, I gotta say though, she enters the house with the same attitude that Anna Stern did the first time, which is like looking around and like willing to make fun of it right away. Yeah. Uh, which is probably why she kind of gets along with Sandy so well. They do the really awkward introduction where Jimmy kind of toddles into the room because he still hasn't been told that, like, because he asks earlier, he's like, wait, so, like, no one else is coming, right? It's just, like, me and you guys, right? And they're like, yeah! And so, like, he does toddle into the room, like, who is this? Why is she here? He's he's not wearing his pants. (laughs) No, yeah. Yeah, the tuck has become untucked. Um, And and they're like, oh, Jimmy, uh, Rachel, Rachel, Jimmy, sit, talk. Like, it's the worst setup in the history of the universe. And they know this because then they immediately go to the kitchen and say, we suck. <laughs> <laughs> At least they know their shortcomings. Like, they right? didn't even come up with good excuses as to why they had to leave the room. We're kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like they were dropping them off in the kids' room, like the designated kids' area. Yeah. Yes. Have fun, like, kids. Well, we're going to go talk to the grown-ups. This, this is what you're doing. <laughs> We've got Toy Story 2. And wine. Uh, <laughs> So uh, Ryan is leaving, so he enters the kitchen. And, like, there aren't a lot of times where the show seems super dated, but uh, Sandy handing him a flip phone in case of emergency is very dated. It's like, yeah. here, just in case. It, like, a opens phone. A, a drawer of flip phones. <laughs> like, as, I'm just surprised they haven't bought him his own. Yeah, yet. me too. It's like a burner. Like, here you go. And, <laughs> Leave it in Chino. It's a really weird sign to see. Kirsten says, like, Hey, wait, I have something for Trey. Trey, which, to be fair, is not the only gift Trey is receiving. He's also receiving a copy of Legion, which is a good comic book series. Um, and she goes into the, 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 the fridge and pulls out a full pie, it looks like, and hands it to him and says the line, Don't worry, it's store-bought. I thought I was being uh, ignorant of how prison works by thinking that they could only bring in prepackaged. No, that's a, that's a real thing, because yeah. there could be like wire in there or cigarettes um or a key to the prison yeah. <laughs> or a key to the prison <laughs> you know like they sell on ebay um uh, <laughs> then uh we get a lovely you know more snark from ryan and seth because seth is wearing too much cologne uh and did you guys hear that ryan is funny now which is a good line actually and he's uh, like a haha and then ryan goes out to the car and who's there it's marissa uh, I had a question for you guys. Marissa inviting herself along to Chino. Is that, like, cute or is it, like, a little... Annoying? S- is it stepping over a boundary? Like, it's, what is it? 
I think it's stepping over a boundary, but I think I do think that Ryan needs to work on like sharing his life with her, but he also needs to be able to do it on his terms and not like, oh, I'm bringing you with me now. Also, like if it, if he was like, hey, I'm going. It's Saturday. No one's doing anything. I'm going down to Chino to hang out with someone for a little bit, sort of by obligation, whatever. And she was she she drives up and makes him get in the car and makes him take her with. That may be that might be fine, but. It's Thanksgiving and he's visiting his brother in prison because his brother called him. Yeah. Like, this is, like what like, the fuck are you like, doing? He doesn't he doesn't know what his brother wants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, again, she's like bringing she's like getting Ryan into shit with Julie. Yeah, well, no no, but don't worry. It's okay with my mom. She's trying to say on my good side. Look away. <laughs> she's so good at lying. That's why I was- so we get a lovely fade to black when we come back from commercial. Uh, there, it's an outdoor visitation at the prison yard. Um, it's super weird. Yeah, it's really weird. They're it all, looks like an episode of The Walking Dead. They're all at picnic tables. <laughs> it does kind of look like that. And when they get there, Trey has like obviously been beaten up multiple times. No one mentions that at all. Yeah, which is really awkward because he has some scars that are like healed and then others that haven't yet. So and, you know. and not to mention the emotional scars. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Marissa definitely doesn't fit in, which... Is weird because everyone that isn't a prisoner there is a visitor, but hers is the only visitor badge you can see. She's like wearing it proudly on her chest. <laughs> I wonder like, if it's one of those things where it's like the cool people don't put it like right on yeah, their chest. They put it like on their pants. Like, yeah, and yeah. she being a she's put it like twist. right here, and like because it's the only person you see it on. It's a she, like, giant. She bedazzled it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's a bedazzled visitor badge. She um, she brought it from home. <laughs> So she sits off to the side, which is kind of weird because she sits at a table there are already people at, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so bad. It's really weird. She's bad at this. And uh, then they have like this really weird coded conversation. Did you, did you want to make a comment about this, Dan? It's awful. <laughs> it's really terrible. It's just like they they like pretend for a second that they're not here because Trey needs a favor. And then they kind of guilt trip each other. Don't be like that, bro. Yeah. Except actually, I do need help. Except for, no, but. <laughs> Except like, for you're absolutely right. But if it's like that, you don't even need to. They, there's a fantastic line, though, that I do kind of want to explore with you, which is the, like, how'd you lose that much money? And he goes, I'm an Atwood, bro. You know our luck. I want to see, like, a full documentation of the Atwoods throughout history and all the, <laughs> all the terrible things that have happened. We Inscribed need, on stone. No, we need an Arrested Development flash flashback where... Yeah, 100%. He was indeed an Atwood, bro. <laughs> yeah. We're like... Remember all those times that our luck was changing? 100%. No, but it, it's just, I, like, had, like, all these images in my head of, like, the English Atwoods, like, you know, like, <laughs> the dad falls off the boat on the way to America, like. He stole I'm, I'm, all our sheep. Yeah, like, all of that shit. They're, like, actively in the Boston Tea Party, but they, like, <laughs> fall in on their yeah. Somebody gets crushed by the tea, they're going for a swim. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave them. Like, yeah. One of them is at the Battle of Gettysburg holding ice cream and it just falls <laughs> off onto yeah. the ground. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, so we don't really hear exactly what needs to happen, but we know a favor needs to be happening. We get a cut to the car where <laughs> apparently they just haven't talked since 
<laughs> they were in prison because that's, that's incredibly realistic. Look, yeah, look. Ryan wouldn't say anything, so Marissa know, has to like, break the silence. But I also could see like Marissa trying to push it the like, entire time. Yeah, like footage not found of, of Ryan <laughs> Ryan done with his conversation with Trey, grabbing grabbing Marissa, saying we're leaving, and then they don't say anything until they are thirty miles away. Yeah, they throw the visitor passes. Yeah, and and her trying to talk reason into Ryan at this point is kind of she bends immediately. It's like. Yeah, but if you stole a car, then like you you could get arrested and then bad things would happen. And he's like, but I need to do it. And she's like, then I'm gonna do it too, and it's gonna be great. So, like, so the plan like they're not stealing a car. The plan is that they are delivering a car that has already been stolen. Yeah, it's a hot car. Hot and car. not in the sense of attractive, I mean like in the sense of like <laughs> yeah. Because hot the AC does like, not work. No. <laughs> hot in the sense, obviously, of like the police. No, it's a stolen car. Uh, meanwhile, ding dong, Anna's at the door. Oh, she's she's a cutie. Anna's always at the this door. Is, this coat is, is adorable. This is yes, the leopard print coat. Yes, this is some top tier Anna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, especially no, no hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no hat. Thank God, hatless. No hat. Probably would have matched her coat. Hair looks great. Very yep. good coat. Hair looks great. I really like the the bow shirt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. It's it's. it's not something you could pull off today. It's not something no. I think many other people could pull off, but yeah. she does it very well. And it's partially like her attitude towards life that helps her pull it yeah. off, honestly. I often yeah. feel that about her. I'm like, I stop and I actually look at what she's wearing. I'm like, what is that? But she looks great. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. She, it helps her look more and more like the Sims 2 Sim that she is. 100%. That's exactly what <laughs> like she is. Like a pixelated bow on her shirt. Sure. Yeah, if she had a green diamond above her, I'd believe it. But um, we we cut to, like, they, or we don't really cut. They kind of walk into the kitchen. Right after Kirsten, like, literally as Kirsten is saying, can you believe Seth is bringing a girl to Thanksgiving? Enter Anna. Yeah, <laughs> enter Anna. Uh, Seth makes an immediately snarky comment about his mother's wine consumption, which is pretty great, where she's he's like, you're uncomfortably close to the food, and she goes, hey, I'm just opening wine, I'm good at that, and he's like, no argument here. <laughs> like, she just keeps getting dunked on. Slam! Yeah. Come on and slam. Uh, Anna's going to be making some, uh, some cornflakes, marshmallow, sweet potatoes uh, happening, and Seth is like, oh, that sounds gross, and she says, oh, you'll be eating. Is your words. Bring. She's pretty good. That's <laughs> pretty good. And Everything from this point on is adorable. Yeah. Sandy yeah. and Kirsten are like approving in the background. Yes, they like, really like her. Oh, she's using vocabulary. Kirsten's got a big sign that says go stealers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah, it's really, really adorable how much they like Anna. Yeah. yeah 100%. Because she's actually doing great and and I think they were expecting probably- summer. Well, they were just expecting, like, it's a first girlfriend and not anyone. Like, she's just, like, dunking on Seth, and Seth likes it, and he's well, happy. And, and, and without asking, decides, I'm going to make sweet potatoes the way that I like them. I don't think they were expecting Summer. I think they were expecting a shut-in. I think they just didn't have any expectations. Of what she would do. Yeah. And like. Anna's the best. Yeah, no, so. it's, it's true. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kirsten, Kirsten and Sandy react to Anna the way we do as yeah. the audience. <laughs> which is, which is, yeah! <laughs> Go Steelers! Go Steelers. Does Sandy give Seth, like, a thumbs up behind uh, A couple back? times, yes. When, when she uses um, a four-syllable word. Yeah, no, and then does it again later. It's a yeah. thing. So, s- speaking of uh, people in love, we get a lovely conversation between Rachel and Sandy here. The like, are you? You're trying to set me up with Jimmy Cooper, and he goes, "That's crazy." And she's like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> How desperate do you think I am? Don't answer. I was gonna that. say she's pretty desperate. Um, hey, 
Sandy's a catch. And then she, God, here's my question. She does another one, which is the, you don't want to deal what's, with what's going on between us. My question is this. Why is Sandy still friends with her? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think. Because um, he says, we're friends. Why? I wanted to know, uh, specifically, Mark, what you thought about that, because like I was obviously like super disgusted by her advances on Sandy in the last episode, but like you brought it to a new level. Really opened my eyes to how inappropriate the whole thing is. Yeah, and uh, it makes no sense why. Like it seems, it seems like it ended on a dark note. Like it, on like yeah. a on like a like we a, have not seen conversations between then and now that should lead us to believe that any healing has happened. Yeah, and and it's pretty obvious from her saying, "You just don't want to deal with what's going on between." And us. from the way that she didn't really hug Kirsten, like when she entered, she gave Sandy a full hug with like like, and then like looked at Kirsten and was like, eh. you know what I mean? <laughs> like and like and then now is having this conversation one on one with this man. It's terrible. Why would he do this? This is bad. Yeah, this is like actively bad. It's real it's real bad. What are you doing? I can't. Anyway. I, I think it's just a, a weird writing choice. I don't think there was much thought behind it. I think they weren't ready to let her go. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she had an episode order. It's that also she had possible to, to like, you know We have to write you a Again, we now. don't know what their full backstory is. We don't know how like deep their quote friendship goes. But, like, right. she hadn't been over to the house before. Yep. Like, so Jimmy also has not really an issue, but he just wants to be told that he's being set up. <laughs> it's not, like, the same level of disgust that Rachel presents. He's like, Kirsten, just, just say it. Just say it's a setup. Just say it. And that's all he wants. And then yeah. his scene ends because it's a terrible <laughs> scene. And he immediately goes back to watching football. Jimmy's sitting down. Watching some football. Yeah, guess who stumbles in with some wine? Oh, it's Rachel. And guess what? It's on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Thanksgiving Day game between the Dolphins and Cowboys. That that classic tradition. Hey, it was a real game. Yeah, I, I looked it up. You did? Yeah. Did what? you look up the scores? Yeah. Yeah. The, well, I looked up that score. I didn't. The look Dolphins up. won by a lot of points. Yeah. It was forty to twenty-one. Mm-hmm. That's insane. What? When when she's like yelling, like when they're yelling about that, there were plenty of plays it could have been because there were lots of really cool plays in that game. Also, did you know that the halftime show was by Toby Keith? No, I Ooh, did you know? I love this bar and grill. Did you know that in this halftime show, Toby Keith and his band emerge from a, a giant Salvation Army bell? Did you know this? <laughs> <laughs> because I did, and watched the whole thing. So yeah, uh, they then we love we hear the line. You know, it's the at first Jimmy's like, "Look, I didn't know," and she's like, "Yeah, it's fine." And then she sits down. They start cheering for opposite teams. Jimmy's team wins, which I feel like is the only good thing that's ever happened to him, is that the Dolphins beat the Cowboys. It's, Jimmy, you were born and raised in Orange County. Why are you a Dolphins fan? <laughs> because he needs a win. <laughs> because he needs a win. I think he he got super inspired by Dan Marino. He I, wasn't a fan until Dan Marino. I think Maybe if anything, it was just a hatred of the Cowboys, potentially, mm, because yeah. the Cowboys, like... Either you loved them or you hated them in the in the '90s, and I'm assuming he hated them. Um, Maybe he just bet a lot of money on the. Dolphins. It's probably that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. The the rest of Caitlin's college fund. Uh, do you ever watch ESPN Classics? I love ESPN Classics. It's, it's so soothing. soothing. 
He shares his thing. one interest. Yeah, his one interest. In a way that in a way that Julie Cooper just couldn't understand before. I think there actually are literally literally like there are there are there are personality type tests up the wazoo. You've got your star sign, but there are there are two types of people. There are people that find ESPN classics soothing and those who do not. It points to the fact that both of them had the happiest moment of their lives in the past when they were fucking the other member of this household. <laughs> but anyway, so Sandy and Kirsten look in. Uh, and They're like they, parents. And they celebrate. Yeah. And then they How's look the movie, at, guys? And they look at Anna and Seth, and they celebrate again. They look back to Jimmy and Rachel. They celebrate again. <laughs> and, and the ting of their glasses hitting each other is like a summons <laughs> For Julie Cooper. Ding yeah. dong. <laughs> Who's at the door, they, motherfuckers? Her, her they pendant, flew too close to the sun. They her pendant, to... like, shines black. Yeah. Her, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, somewhere they knew. Uh, There's joy in the Cohen's yeah. house. Ding <laughs> dong. Uh, Caleb and Julie feast on happiness. I wonder if Jimmy had chills as soon as the doorbell rang. Like, <laughs> he knows. Like, his body knew. He just because knew. when they when when Julie Cooper rounds the corner and we see Jimmy's face, he has known that she's been there for a while. Like, there's, like... No part of his body that didn't know this. Caleb has history with everyone. So Caleb walks into the house because, quote, it's my house, isn't it? And he goes and he's like, oh, football. And then goes to watch the football. Sits down, says, Jimmy, Rachel, because he knows both of them pretty well at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just goes right to what's the score. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, I kind of admire that he oh, just gives absolutely no fucks. Caleb's amazing. He's just like. And they're I do like, what I want. The the reason that they are there is because like the catering truck broke, broke down. down. Like their catered Thanksgiving dinner isn't going to show it. So they came over to grab Marissa and let them let her know that they're eating out tonight. And then they just stay. Yeah. Because there's football on and this is Caleb's house. So we're at the old neighborhood. Mm. We're in Chino. Mm. And uh ding dong, who is it? Well, this time, they're the ones at the door. So here's the thing. Up until this point, Latinos in this show have been either in prison, making threats at people, or Rosa. <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> Where is she? Because she um, sure shit not making things. And Teresa enters the door, or like enters the picture, and it's just, it's beautiful. Like, she occupies the entire space of the door, and she doesn't give a fuck about, like, the fact that Marissa is there. Like, she just sees Ryan, and she's like, hey. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, this is not surprising to me. I live here. This is my house. You're on my territory now, assholes. Like, gringos. I like um, how, I like how, she, like, you're totally right. She totally does have this, like, power, and she's not weak at all. Like, she's just, like, so much, no. so different from all the other characters on the show that are their age. Um, but it's also really clear that she's, like, super hurt by Ryan. But, but like, won't, like, give him the satisfaction of, like, trying to, showing it? Yeah, oh, 100%. no, it's, it's no. a really awesome. Yeah. Like it, all their conversation is great. You, yeah. yeah, you you like her just from the jump. No, yeah. immediately. And she looks at you know looks at Ryan and is like, "What the fuck?" And then looks at Marissa's like, "Well, who's this?" She doesn't say, "Hi, I'm Teresa." She's like, "No, like fuck, who's this? Like this is my house. Like what are you doing here? Uh, Why did you bring her here?" So this is your new girlfriend. You know, like yeah, new girl. Yeah, yeah I it's love that so line. Good. I love that line. Every one of her lines is so very good. And then she does the, "I was the girl next door." Yeah, like, like yeah. so was I, and like Teresa just goes like, hmm. like it's, it's so good, it's so, oh, it's very good, and and like 
Ryan's face too when they both have that moment. He's like, huh. yeah, I have a type. Like this is, this is what, what are I like I, proximity. Yeah, proximity, <laughs> proximity matters. One of the things that I really, really love about this scene, yeah, just just them standing at the door is Teresa is great. Marissa reacts to this whole thing in a great way. Yeah, she does. Because she's she, on fire. Yeah, she should be pissed, but she goes straight past being pissed and straight into. This is a fact-finding mission. Yeah, this is a, yeah, yeah, and, and it really is. It's the when 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 Teresa like leaves, Ryan does the. I'll explain later, and she goes, "Uh huh." Like, yeah. yeah. Will, no, no, Marissa's actually like really great during yeah. like this whole thing. Cause like I. I don't know, like in prison, she was un- understandably, I think, just like, I'm out of my element. I don't yeah. know what to do. This is on, unco- but the, like, with this situation, she's like, this is a home. I know how to read homes. Like, I'm going to like, she like opens her clutch to reveal a four foot magnifying glass. Yeah. She's going <laughs> to yeah. snooze. She's, yeah. Right. And then yeah. also like, Teresa isn't mad at, isn't taking any of this out on Marissa at all. No. It's really, really nice. It's like they both looked at each other, looked at Ryan, looked at each other and were like, this isn't your fault. This is his fault. Yeah. She's like, you've been gone for five months. That means he left in June. Yep. Yeah. That like kind of threw me. So, so that means we're roughly uh, we're roughly covering about an episode every two weeks is the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> but we already know that several of them <laughs> took place in like 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 three four days. hours from each other. Yeah. God, we yeah. we saw a lot. It's, it's Kirsten's necklace. Look, yeah, and then controls the time. They all they all sat down <laughs> and watched baseball for two months, and then <laughs> we're in, and then it's over. I, I'm obsessed with Teresa's family. Like the mom, just like Her being there, really she's sweet. so cool. It's just yeah. like. Ryan, like, just hey, sweet. I fucking pay to watch the the moment that him and Teresa met because I'm guessing they'd be like five year old kids, and Ryan is at the end of the alley toddling <laughs> with a cigarette <laughs> and like hands it to Teresa, and she smokes it, and then like they're they're now lovers, and that's whoever how you want me to yeah. be, whoever you want me to be, <laughs> snot coming out of his yeah. <laughs> Ryan goes out back to see the car with Arturo. While he's out there, Marissa's like, "I'll hang out here," and you can literally see Ter- Teresa's face like. Why? Like, like, I don't need you here. Yeah. Like, this and, is, and her mom is delighted. Yeah, it's fine. like, great, you'll help us cook. Teresa, and Teresa says, Mom, don't ask her to cook. She has maids to do that. True. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Um, Definitely not, true. Not today, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cut to Julie Cooper has has now sat down on the couch and is watching Thanksgiving Day football. And I just gotta say, Rachel don't give a fuck about Julie. Cause like Julie's like grilling Jimmy and Rachel's like, ooh, first down. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, she just doesn't care. She's, and this is this is the best Rachel has come across. No, definitely. The entire yeah. time she's been on this show. Yeah, is, is, she's uh, pretty likable. It's pretty yeah. funny. Uh, Caleb, rightfully so, does not want to be a part of this conversation. Uh, and so moves to the kitchen where he's anticipating, you know, less shitting on people. Um, little did he know. Hey, like, you remember Anna? And Anna's like, yeah, I do remember him. And, like, in her head, Anna's like, all right, what can I say? What can I say? <laughs> and walks over and then immediately gives him the fucking business. And Caleb getting tag-teamed by Anna and Sandy yeah. is pretty great. But I, my favorite part about this whole, like, kind of sequence is there's, like, an uncomfortable situation. So Caleb escapes. And then another uncomfortable situation. So then Seth escapes because, ding-dong, Summer's at the door. <laughs> Hi. Summer is at the door because uh, her mom is on Valium, so why does she, her stepmom is on Valium, so why does she need tryptophan, which is a great line. <laughs> so good. It's a great line. Um, She's not yet 
a star of the show. She does not yet have her own title card in the opening credits, but we're already racking up the lore of her crazy stepmom. It's pretty yeah. great. And she's like, yeah, and I was going to go hang out with Marissa, but she's not there, and no one's there, and no one's told me anything. So I'm here. here. But we can talk if you want. And he's like, actually, Pool House is a good place to talk. Here's um, the thing about that. Yes. That's literally Ryan's room. <laughs> like taking this girl to his brother's no, but, bedroom. Okay, to be fair, Seth in his brain, the thought process isn't necessarily we're gonna hook we're up. gonna hook up because she so far has said I like you, but I'm gonna kill you if you tell people about this. So he might be thinking like he's hiding her. Well, yeah, a he doesn't want this conversation to be a part like of the greater household conversation because there's enough awkward moments as it is. My thought process, if I were him, is like she is like a time bomb. I need to get her away from the situations that are happening. Maybe have a conversation about this, but this needs to not happen on my front door where Anna could walk in at any time. I understand that. I still think it's weird. <laughs> sure. Because it's Ryan's room. It was his pool house five months ago, but I hear you. Um, <laughs> you know. So it uh, shows other gardenias, and like from the moment the doorbell rings, very tiny in the background, you can hear. And then you're like, wait, wait, what is that? What is that? <laughs> Literally in my head, so they right when they go in, the door gets slammed, and um, like, as it, as the door gets slammed, the, the like happens, and then like their her face is on his face. It's immediate it's like there's no conversation <laughs> yeah it's just like immediately like make out face and it's fantastic they've and got like the okay so what what we're referring to is um this like really over the top version of caravan oh, by yeah. dizzy gillespie which i don't know that i mean it, this i could just be totally wrong but like i've heard this song a bunch before never went to like Teens fucking as like <laughs> as like a thing it should be used for, but it works so well. So I think it the, happens so much in this episode. I it think is, the version that they used is Gordon Jenkins with his orchestra. Okay, okay. when was and it? When was it recorded? Gordon. I have no idea because Spotify doesn't tell you that in an easy to to make do way. But I can tell you that the album art for this album is teens uh, fucking is. is <laughs> Two dudes who look like Vincent Price, uh, one with the sax and another one in the background on the piano. Tell me that that isn't the same guy. I think they're both Gordon Jenkins. (laughs) I really like He is his own orchestra. Obviously, I was watching it and I was listening. I was like, is this Caravan? And then I was like, why is this Caravan? Yeah. But then what it struck me is the, the really cool thing about Caravan is it's a theme and then solos. And that's all it is. And it's like that forever. Like you can, there are versions of Caravan you can find that are like four minutes long. There are versions of Caravan you can find that are like 20 minutes long. It will eventually go back to the theme. I like to imagine that in Seth's head, this is happening the entire time. From the moment Summer comes to the door, he hears boom, 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 boom. And that drum beat doesn't leave him the rest of the episode until he like hits the ground for the last time. Like anytime his character like enters a scene, I'm now imagining like dum, dum, dum. <laughs> like, like later on when Sandy's like could you grab the linens he's like no 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 like and he's like heading to his room like this is the, this is what he's hearing he's hearing like and then every time he starts making out the theme comes back it's it's a never ending thing and it's pretty great it, it adds such like a great feel to, yes. the, to the scenes that are about to happen it yeah, would be so different without it and like I think what I like about it they don't try to make it unnoticeable they don't try to like make it a normal soundtrack decision. They did something absurd. Like, every time, like, 
and you're like good god and then whenever the thing happens like like you're just like this is too much and i love it and they know that it's too much it's, it's pretty, like it's too much entirely it's pretty great and, and like and also at the same time like while they're doing this it starts being shot in a different way sure it's the closest thing i can think it's like the casino scene the casino yeah. night scene yeah where it's like very moving yeah yeah camera the camera is just like swooping around and there's weird <laughs> angles yeah, yeah. And, and everything is, is attractive and hot, and you're and, passing and, me up for beans. They keep changing scenes, but as soon as it goes back to him, somewhere in the background, there's like a floor tom being hit. So we, we switch back to Chino, and Teresa, I wrote, Teresa's alpha as fuck. This is her house. This is her neighborhood. This is her life. Marissa is here. She needs to let her know this. Like, Marissa's looking at the fridge like, oh, these are cool. Is he in this? And, you know, it's like, yeah. And that picture is from when literally seven months ago we went to a dance together and we boned in a car and it was great. And he just left. She's, like, being assertive. Like, you are, like, looking at these things and you're thinking this is cute. This is my life. I am a person here. This is where I live. Again, when she gives the line, like, the... He just left. Like, that's that's pretty fucking real. Uh, we go back and Arturo is like, why are you doing Trey's bitch work? That's a good question, Arturo. It yeah. is a good question, Arturo. Wait, wait, why am I not doing Trey's bitch work? <laughs> well, I think we he know. He can say no to Trey. Yeah, because Arturo's like, I don't give a fuck about Trey anymore. Like, Trey's in prison, whatever. So and no I, one really does We get a shot of the car, and the car is very, like, it's attractive and obviously very noticeable. Like, if you're yeah. driving that around the block, like, the cops are going to know, hey, there was a cherry red convertible that was reported stolen. Hey, that's, that looks like, that looks kind of like that thing we were looking that's for. probably <laughs> it. You know, it's not like a Ford Focus. Like, it's... It's a distinctive car. We get a cut back to the house, uh, back to uh, the Cohen household, and the couch configuration has changed. It is now Jimmy, Caleb, Julie, Rachel, which is a As weird God thing. intended. Yeah. Because <laughs> Caleb had been sitting on the chair, which means that at some point, yes, he got up and went back to the room, chose not to sit in the chair. I'm guessing Julie was like, you're going to sit next to me. In the kitchen... Kirsten is getting more and more drunk, and Sandy is like, we have to do something because everything is getting ruined. Well, we haven't mentioned yet that Caleb has never had Thanksgiving with them, apparently. Yeah. Like, that's part yeah. of why she's so upset. I'm like, how they mentioned that here. has he never done that? Because yeah. he's a shitty father. Because he's know, bad. But like, he's what always he in do? Singapore. Yeah, he, but he's not a shitty father. I was many things, but I was not a bad father. Mm-hmm. We'll hear that line later. Sandy's like trying to get her to like focus on the, the issue at hand. And she's like, don't tell me to slow down. Tell him to hit the bricks. <laughs> Which is a great line for your, a tipsy mom to say. Because I yeah. can totally see a tipsy mom saying this. It's like something Linda Belcher would say on 100%. <laughs> 100%. And then he goes, like, who hit the bricks? Who says that? And he goes, she's like, hey, don't give me shit. My whole family doesn't want me to cook. And we are out of Merlot. <laughs> the way she says that line is It's so amazing. good. It's yeah. amazing. Um, is that when Anna says, do you guys want some privacy? <laughs> <laughs> it is. That is exactly when she says Turns that. Out Anna is right next to them. <laughs> the whole time. And it's a brilliant use of camera work where we don't see her the whole time and then it slightly pans and she's right behind them. Oh. Um, and then Anna leaves to get some privacy and immediately walks. Again, awkward situation. Character walking away. New scene happens because Seth is sneaking back into the house 
Why? Because he's feeding Ryan's sea monkeys. Mm-hmm. This is the this is Ryan the has sea monkeys. Why he's come up with yes, but you can't see them because the sea monkeys have committed suicide. <laughs> so Seth <laughs> Seth obviously has not had a lot of people he's needed to lie to before, <laughs> and and she just accepts this lie. She goes, oh, but her mind is just so. I need to get this guy into a room where I can start yeah. making out with him. That she's just like, whatever. Yeah. The pool house is empty. Look, horny teen brain is a type of brain, okay? It's a real thing. And she does say the pool house is empty. And he's like, pool house is no good. Dead sea monkeys. <laughs> yeah. It's, they committed suicide. Also your brother's bedroom. It's sad in there. <laughs> also, uh, yeah, boundaries. Let's go down. Also, it was kind of weird of her to suggest that in the first place. But yeah. it makes sense, I guess. You know, same yeah. logic. Maybe like, she doesn't know that Ryan lives in the pool house. Yeah, maybe she's not. from Pittsburgh. She doesn't understand the etiquette. Yeah. It's yeah. true. And so he's like, yeah, but we can fuck in my room. And she's like, yay. And so they go into the room and he... Introduces her to Captain Oates. <laughs> Which is not a euphemism. No. <laughs> Seth, you didn't bring me here to introduce me to Captain Oates. And he goes like, <laughs> he's like, I didn't. <laughs> and he's holding up his toy ho- horse, Captain Oates. She has come in to kiss him. And he is kissing her back with his eyes open. And he's just holding this toy <laughs> holding horse. <his> the <laughs> horse is playing a sax solo. Like a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's in on this. I, yeah. Seth takes a break because he needs to phone a friend. Now, my question is, is he phoning Ryan here because it's fucking awesome? Or is he phoning him because he genuinely is scared no, for his well-being? He's freaked out. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, he does not know what to do. He he's like, he's Ryan genuinely will freaked know. Out. Yeah, like, I don't know how to make that phone call. Because, like, he doesn't do a very good job of explaining the situation. He just says, there's two of them. Um, yeah, penthouse <laughs> forums did me bad. This yeah. is not good. Like, he should be, he should be saying... Summer's in the pool house. Anna's in my room. Neither of them know each other is there. What do I do? Get the girl out of my yeah. bedroom. He doesn't yeah. know what he's asking for. Yeah. What he yeah. wants he, is an exit strategy. Yeah, no, what he wants is, is to say, Ryan, I'm in an episode of Frasier. I'll do yeah. something. It's not all it's cracked up to be cut to. Marissa is in Chino. Well, this is, yeah. Yeah, during the phone yeah, call, yeah, so during the phone Seth call, we, is like, we, they both find out something. Yeah. Seth finds out that. Seth is like, Julie is here and doesn't know where Marissa is and blah, blah, blah. You know, and Ryan is like, Wait, what? But Ryan kind of masks that. He's yeah. like, okay, okay. Um, she's here with me in Chino. And he's like, oh, good. Marissa's in Chino. Ryan, meanwhile, in his head is like, she lied to me about her mom. And I did believe it because I'm a stupid teen. And so Seth, like, bounds himself into the kitchen where Kirsten Cohen is looking for more booze. She has moved Kirsten. on from the Merlot to the tequila and is... Is blending margs in the kitchen, probably to drown out the sounds of Jimmy Cooper's wine voice or her father's like incessant or the sounds of football, probably all of them. She's and not she, a good cook, but she knows how to do She make knows those how marks. to do booze, it's true. And she's blending and she, and Seth comes in and is like, Marissa's in Chino. What? Marissa's in Chino. What? I can't hear you. And then the blender comes off and he's still shouting. Marissa's, Marissa's in Chino. And he says, that actually happens in real life. Uh, <laughs> and doesn't Julie Cooper walk in and, and Kirsten offers her fresh yeah. marks? <laughs> yeah. Julie's like, what? And Kirsten's just like, fresh, fresh marks? marks. <laughs> and I'm just like. Just so drunkenly. <laughs> so we cut back to Chino. Uh, they're saying goodbye to Teresa. This will not be the last time we see her. She says, this place isn't as fun as it used to be. And like, she's literally saying, I get that you've given up on here. 
my life is worse now that you're not in it. Mm-hmm. It bums me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You should probably go. And he's so good. And he does like the sorry. And it's really not good enough. Like it definitely is one of the cases where like him saying sorry like can't be good enough because he just hasn't called in five months. But it's too late to say sorry. Oh my god. They go into the car. A, well, they're going out to the Could car. Could be a minute. <laughs> a delivery needs to be made of this car. Uh, Marissa wants to go with him to be his getaway driver, and Ryan tells her to go away. Here's my question. When has that ever worked for him? <laughs> Literally never. Like, when was a time where he said to any of the women in his life, and I'm going to include Teresa in this, go away. Also, also, I mean, I get why he doesn't want her to be there, but, like, he really doesn't have a plan. Like, he doesn't have a any plan. Like, get away from a bad he, thing or a good thing he's plan. Gonna, yeah. yeah. Let's just go best case scenario. He brings Car to Chop Shop. They're like, hey, thanks. He and now he needs to walk away from to the bus Chop Shop. That cannot be in a good neighborhood. Like, yeah. there's no part of this Chop Shop that is in a good neighborhood. Like, he's not going to call an Uber. And he broods as she drives away. Um yeah. Well, because he confronts her and is like, you lied. Your mother doesn't know this. And she's like, I'll explain it. And I'm like, Marissa, even if you explain it, have you met your mother? Seth and Summer are making out. Uh, now they are not making out uh, vertically. They're making out horizontally. She can't get his shirt off because apparently that's happening. And woo, he rolls her over. He's on top now. This is Seth taking charge for once in his life. Way to take charge, Cohen, she says. And he's taking his <laughs> I like shirt when off. she says that. He's yeah. showing chest, and they make out, and then he looks at her, stops and smiles, and then goes back to the makeouts, and then stops and does it again. She's like, what? I have lipstick on my lips? He goes, no, it's nothing. This is happening. How do you react when your dreams come true? <laughs> I, I'm with Mark on this one. The whole thing he, makes no, me cringy. It's, it's, it's super cringy. Uh-huh. Very realistic. It's very real. Yeah, as, as a man who has had certain things like that kind of materialize in front of you, and you're like, this was not supposed to happen. This was weird dream I had once. Now it is happening, and I don't know how to deal with this. He whispers that this is happening, and he, she immediately puts the brakes on it, yeah. which is understandable because you have to understand, she's doing this out of fits of passion. And when he says this is happening, her fit of passion is gone. And now she's looking, and all she can see is Cohen's mouth. Like, that's the thought that she's having. His wet mouth. His wet mouth. And she's like, no. And shirtless Seth is way over his head. She's like, look, I think I just need to clear my head. I think it'd be good if I had some food. You've been keeping me captive in the pool house. Yeah, she also, like, no one knows she's there. Yeah, no, no one. And shirtless Seth is way over in his head. He's like, no, no, you need to stay here where the relaxation is. Real quote. I'll go get you food. I'm the host. Um, Scats his way out of the room. 100%. So we we cut to the interior of the house where... They're uh, just all yelling. At everyone's each other. yelling, and it's the the. They're all yelling, and they're all accusing each other of things. And whose fault is this? Rachel interjects about what a shitty guy Caleb is, and Julie does the. I don't even know what you're doing here, which is a pretty good shot. No, but but then there's a much better retort to that, which is Kirsten saying she's an invited guest, unlike some people. Yeah, like every time I watch this, I forgot up until pretty much this point that. 
Rachel is suing Sandy <laughs> oh, or, or um, uh, yeah. Caleb. I, I can't. I can't ever forget it. No, no, no. And that's why this situation is great because everyone actually does have stakes with each other. Some people have shit with some people, and also there's like a multi-million-dollar lawsuit happening <laughs> yeah. with all of these Over people. Everyone's <laughs> heads. Yeah, yeah. These are the only people involved in this lawsuit, yeah. <laughs> and they're having Thanksgiving together, and they're all shouting. Julie's like, "Well, you're the one here, like watching football and trying to get your rocks off," and he's like, "Excuse me for." making up for lost time and Rachel Rachel saying excuse me is perfect yeah. because it is the right response it's shitty Jimmy like you haven't been even doing a good job of like talking to me yet let alone like we've literally bonded over ESPN Classic I'm not fucking you today like but also maybe also, yeah. also we know what she wants it's some pad tie on the floor <laughs> I hate She's to, about to get some Chinese. I hate food, to so. side with Jimmy ever, but he has the point of Marissa was supposed to be with you. It's a, yeah. no, you it is, lost her. It is a perfect point. It is definitely her fault. Although then she's like, but then she wouldn't be in Chino if it wasn't for Chino being here. Whatever. Seth is walking in with yeah. lipstick still on his face, and doom, doom, boom, doom. and Sandy is like, hey, will you grab the linens? And Seth's brain is in teen makeout phase because if it wasn't, logic would have been like. The Dad wants to go get house. linens in pool house. Summer in pool house. If I know go linens, Dad go linens. <laughs> then pool house be discovered. Dad go linens. But all Seth can hear is <laughs> bum 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 bum. Yeah. So I can't hear he you. He literally just walks through the scene like, no, I have nope. things to do, and like shuts down his father. If he had been thinking about this, it is very possible that this scene had would have gone on for much longer, where he had yeah. kept making out with various people. <laughs> when, when you're juggling chainsaws, yeah, you need to understand when one's getting too close to your hands. When yeah. you're juggling chainsaws, you have to put them down and go get the linens. Yeah. So Anna is playing Jenga with Captain Oats. On a bed. That does not seem like a good way to play Jenga. Yeah, that doesn't make she, any she, sense. She's setting up the perfect... She knows he's going to come back. She needs to already be on the bed. Yeah. Yeah, but again, like, what is she... She's setting up a flirty situation. I want an, I want I just, to know how she did that. She's playing with Captain Oates, and Seth jumps on her on bed. The Jenga falls. We the Jenga the, Jenga says it does. We hear the lovely diegetic sound of the Jenga falling, and... And and Seth says, I love Thanksgiving. We eating fam? He doesn't say that part, but like, <laughs> I'd like to imagine. I'd like to imagine that he is. They're making out, and she's like, You look hot in this shirt. Very smooth line, Anna. Uh, take it off for me. And then he starts to and falls off the bed. <laughs> For the second time. He does like a total like zoinks. Because Summer had previously kicked him off bed when he made really awkward comment. Now he falls off bed because he's taking his shirt off and he says, ah, the second bruise today. Um, And Anna's like, what? And he's like, I hurt myself cooking. It's dangerous. (laughs) Seth is trying to get it in, but he he, he quickly pulls his shirt back on because for whatever reason, he's... He's, I'm just going to throw this out there. He's short-circuiting. He gives Anna way less time than Summer. Oh, yeah. We've gotten fade-outs on scenes with Summer and him kissing. Every scene with Anna has also involved the I'm going actually back now, which he pulls again here. Cut to Pool House. We think, in our brains, we're going to see another sexy scene between him and Summer. Summer thinks we're going to see another sexy scene. (laughs) Summer's like... Yeah, here's the thing I have to say. You know, I was expecting, uh, you're hot for a dad. It's very good. And Sandy's like, 
I am. Yeah, Sandy. Sandy shorts. Yeah, there. Yeah, Sandy short circuits almost as much as Seth mm-hmm. does. When Summer comes around the corner, screams, says "ew," calls him hot, distinguished, but, but not like that. You're distinguished, and then just sort of like runs away. It's a pretty funny cut because he doesn't even give like a really over the top like face. Like he generally like he doesn't even look like he's acting. He's just sort of like uh. Uh, <laughs> linens. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cut to Chop Shop. Chop he, Shop. He's delivering the car. There's some really hard-looking guys in this Chop Shop. Is the the debt is paid? There's something called interest. And we're <laughs> taking it now. And he just starts kicking the shit out of him. <laughs> and then Marissa pulls up the Escalade and beep beeps. And Ryan takes the beep as a time to retaliate for one. He doesn't punch the guy in the head. He fucking elbows him in the head. Real hard. Watch that scene again. He literally people's elbows that guy into the like, like the actual temple part of his head. That guy might have permanent brain damage. <laughs> like we see them running, but it's very possible that he falls and doesn't get up. <gasps> elbows him in the head, runs into the car with the open door because Marissa has the button that does that, and jumps in and leaves. He's lucky that she's there, but he's he gives her shit at first. Like, why are you here? I told you to go away. She's like, you need Shut it. the fuck up, Ryan. He, yeah, and he goes, uh, I guess it's a good thing you're here. Yeah, no she's like, let's just listen to some music on the way of... Meanwhile, Sandy's talking with... Like Seth in the other room, and is like, I love this so much. Like, like it just go it, when it goes from everyone fighting, and you're like, I and you just as if you are like, I hate this, mm-hmm. yeah. and then it just goes to let's talk about the real stuff, which is Sandy's having the time of his life. <laughs> so he's like, wait, Anna's so I like Anna. She's so smart, funny, adorable, but Summer's Summer. Summer. If you like Summer, you should probably tell Anna. Sandy's he well, he's not no, being no, helpful. No, 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 no. I, I actually, oh. Well, if you like, you know, it's summer, then you should tell Anna. If you like Anna, then you should. Uh, 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 uh. And he's like, "Oh, that is a hard one." <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I needed you to reaffirm that it was hard. But then he smells the air. Something's burning. He's in a different room, and he smells the burning first, and runs Kirsten's in. Drunk, so. and, yeah, Kirsten is very drunk, and something is burning. It's the turkey and all of the things that were in there. Yeah, how is the turkey already basically charred to a crisp? Yeah, yeah it's hard to burn a turkey. That's I not... guess if it was like the temperature was too high. Summer. Anna. Seth. <laughs> yeah, so they, they both come in they both come in because they hear the smoke alarm going off. Yeah. And Immediately, Seth is in trouble. Caleb is loving this. Caleb's having the time of his (laughs) life. Caleb's like, (laughs) and and we get the "I kissed you, I I kissed you," and and Caleb's like, "Caravan, I love jazz." (laughs) And Kirsten (laughs) drunkenly holds the bucket of Margs in her hand and is like, "I always knew you were were a late bloomer, sweetie." (laughs) (laughs) The the girls both leave. And Seth is like, I don't know who to tell to stay. Yeah, Seth is trying to tell them both what they want to hear and ends up just fucking, like, dropping the ball yeah, so hard. Yeah, everywhere. And they leave, and he kind of toddles after them. And we get a lovely end of the scene, which is 
Kirsten's like, I don't feel so good. <laughs> and she's going to go vomit up all the boots. <laughs> like, it's on an empty it's a part of the scene that I kind of ignored the first few times. And the last couple times I was like, man, that's weird. Like, she's she's real drunk, huh? She's like, <laughs> um, an empty stomach. They have not eaten anything. Yeah. So they go back to the prison to report that the drop has been made, which I don't think was very necessary. Like, you could just write him a letter. but And Trey very much gives Ryan the goodwill hunting, like... Every day I wake up in prison, I imagine that you're no longer in Chino. You need to follow that. You know, get out of here. You you have a life now. Is Trey the Jimmy Cooper of Chino? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no character whatsoever. Here's the thing. So they, they leave the prison again, and we get some lovely, like, brother music. It's a guy saying brother really like over and over again, brother. And she gives him the line, I guess I never realized that when you left, you left people behind. I never want to do that again. She says, you don't have to. Snoopy. Orange sky. <laughs> um, so we get a lovely cut to Kirsten being passed out as fuck. And Sammy's in the bed probably making sure she doesn't choke on her own vomit. <laughs> Sammy's laughing, eating Chinese eating food. And watching, watching. I'm assuming, ESPN classics. Um, yeah, just, just who, who among us has not looked at our significant other passed out drunk and just thought... <laughs> so I, I think this was the era when there wasn't a third football game on. So when we get a cut to J- uh, Jimmy Cooper and Rachel watching football on TV, it probably is at that point ESPN Classics. Aww. Yeah, the pies are gone. Seth lies on the floor for one last time. They walk in. Uh, the the Ryan and, and Marissa kind of walk in. They've, they've grabbed some Chinese food. Because when they first enter the house, like Julie's ready to go Julie Cooper on them. And Caleb's like... Hey, it's, hey thanks- cool it's Thanksgiving. Like, just, first point for Caleb ever. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. just shut up. So they bring Chinese food in. There's been enough shouting. And they join <laughs> Captain Oates and Seth on the floor. And and Ryan gives the line, it's good to be home. And that's so cute. Mm-hmm. Because he really has left Teresa behind. Um, he has a new home now. And it's with the Coens. And then Seth literally says the line, Looks like we all learned some valuable lessons this Thanksgiving. That's a real fucking line in the script. Yeah, but Josh Schwartz was like, how do I finish this episode? Like, And it's kind of said in a joking way, obviously, but like... Because it's Seth. Yeah, Seth it's, learned nothing but except for still, I can't juggle women. No, yeah, Seth learned. Shouldn't do that. Fade to black. Last, last little observation. Literally everybody is eating Chinese food with chopsticks. Except for Ryan, who who has a fork. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> it's true. I it's like true. that touch. I didn't notice it. Just it's the true. facts. It's just the facts. Hey, Curbs. Yeah. Do you have a candidate for quote of the episode? Yeah, we should settle quote of the episode first this time. I mean, if we're doing serious ones, I would say Marissa's, I guess I never realized when you left, you left people behind. Yeah. Because it's kind of a reminder for the audience, too. Like, we don't really think about the fact that Ryan has just abandoned an entire life. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of good... Online. I like I like fresh marks. If, if we're gonna go <laughs> fresh marks, fresh marks is a very good one. I'm gonna just throw in <clears throat> a really like a 15 second blaring floor tom. <laughs> <laughs> the quote of the episode. <laughs> um, yeah, if we can go serious, I would. I think um, also uh, it's good to be home. Yeah, it's good to be home is good. I also do like the Teresa. Like the he just left. Mm-hmm. You know that. 
It's like, fuck. Like, yeah. He did leave. But yeah, no, you're right. I, I think my instinct, I really like that he, it, this is home, but I, I think, I guess I never realized that when you left, you left people behind too. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think we can settle on that. That's pretty good. It, 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 it also, it sound, the other ones don't sound as good, like, <laughs> as yeah, quotes. Yeah. <laughs> but if we're going with a fun one, it's got to be... Fresh Marks? Fresh Marks. <laughs> uh, it's a twist off, so it's classy is a good one. I didn't Talking. know they had musical in Gino. I didn't know they had dancing or laughter. <laughs> Like the or P.F. Chang. Do you ever watch ESPN Classics? That's a good line. <laughs> it's soothing. <laughs> it's so soothing. Um, oh my God, my turkey. So, <laughs> I always knew you were oh a late bloomer, sweetie. Yeah. Seth, don't say pee. <laughs> Kirsten has a lot of great lines that are like, this is a very good Kirsten episode. She's drunk she's the whole time, but I don't know what that means, but... Who gets the belt? This is so. Rough. Who had the belt last week? Like, can we just like recap? Summer. Okay. So summer got the belt. Summer does not get the belt this time. Summer does not, uh, and neither does Anna because no. they're no. both kind of getting shit on. I think. Summer. I think. Um. So I. I. I won't. I don't feel like I. I have. I don't want to fight for this, but there's so many players in this episode. It's almost just like a giant ensemble cast, and there are three people. That I think are more than that is Ryan, Marissa, and Seth. I think Seth gets it for making moves, and they're bad moves. Yeah, but he really does keep this episode interesting, and a lot happens. I like Caravan. I don't think Ryan gets it. If anybody from Ryan's sort of arc gets it, it's Teresa. Yeah, yeah but she doesn't have enough influence yeah. in the wrong episode. Yeah. I, I, part of me does kind of want to say Ryan almost, it, so he's, I'm going to vote for Seth. Mm-hmm. I think Seth is the right choice. But the argument for Ryan is that like he is the action and, and the reason that, the, the only reason that, the, that Marissa is gone is because he goes. The only reason that the family comes, that Caleb comes in is because Marissa is gone. The only, you know what I mean? Like it's all based around Ryan making this decision. Again, this is another episode where Ryan is like a grain of sand in this clock that has gotten between a couple of the gears and the wheels fall off. And it's because he's there. Like, as shitty as it is when Julie's like, you know, like, it's your fault she's gone. No, it's Chino's fault. She, it kind of is, it's it's nobody's fault. But the reason that she's gone is that. Yeah, she, she, would, she wouldn't be in Chino if she hadn't met someone from Chino. Yeah, and the reason mm-hmm. that he's going back is because of his sense of duty. It's because he wants, he needs to go home. He doesn't maybe want to confront Teresa. He knows he's going to have to see her as soon as he hears Arturo's involved, but he does it anyway. He's still doing the withholding thing, which is shitty, but... Yeah, I think I I pick up on the withholding thing a lot, and also just, like, his general attitude. I I get why he's doing this out of obligation, but just because, like, we've seen so much more from Ryan lately. It's just kind of unexciting, I think, to see him being so passive and, like... Yeah. Yeah. um, Kind of pushed around by his circumstances. He doesn't make decisions. yeah. I think it makes sense to give it to, to Seth. Look, like it or not, and I don't, he goes for it and he he almost pulls it off. And the reason he didn't pull it off was because something was literally on fire. <laughs> and it's kind of his fault that it was. Like he yells Marissa's and Chino over the the mixer. Yeah. Like the 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 conflict that happens again between Ryan and Marissa is because he kind of accidentally rats Marissa out. Like he does still have his hand in like every little bushel of Thanksgiving. Like, like at the end of the episode, he has failed. Yeah. But 
Can you fault someone for failing because they flew too close to the sun? No, he failed hard. <laughs> That's like, isn't that the line? Like, if you're going to fail, fail hard, you know? It's also just it needs growing on up. That's not the Seth Cohen we saw in episode one, which was literally 10 episodes ago. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Who got a theme song in this episode? Caleb didn't get a theme song. It is. I, I think it is important that Marissa was there, though, just in terms of oh, yeah. it would have been so boring, I think, if Ryan went back and Teresa was like, what are you doing here? And, he and they had like, a, like, they were forced to have like a real conversation. Oh yeah, like all the things that we're unpacking about Ryan's old life were literally Teresa and Ryan talking. Like that would have been unbearable. But Seth. The belt goes to Seth Cohen, which is. Ding, uh, ding, ding. You don't get either woman, but you do get the belt. Yeah, this yeah. is his first belt, right? He and Ryan shared one. Yeah. But Tag this, team champs. Congratulations, um, Seth Cohen. The belt is yours. You've, you've stripped it from <laughs> summer. <laughs> In the heat Hi. of passion, <laughs> uh, you you trade you traded the belt for beans. Um, Shout so. out to Kirsten for just getting drunk to avoid her. Uh, yeah, honorable mention to Kirsten uh, for drinking your way to Kirsten, yeah. Kirsten gets the the golden goblet, Ooh. which is yeah. <laughs> it's a wine goblet. Hey, curbs. Hey, yeah. Word on the street is you got the facts. All right. So this episode first aired on November nineteenth, two thousand three. And the 22nd of November that year marked the 40th anniversary of John F. Kennedy's death. On the 20th, Michael Jackson surrendered to police on multiple counts of child molestation and was taken into custody. Oh, shit. And that same day, Phil Spector was charged with murder for the death of a woman in his house in February. Wow. I remember that week. Yeah, me too. The NPR clip, I actually listened to the clip about it, and they were like, two like, musicians in trouble. And I was like, that's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> that's a weird way to phrase it, yeah. NPR. Interesting. Um, what else? Um, the remains of Howard Dean's brother were found in Laos. Oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so, okay. okay no, 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 no. I wasn't emotionally prepared for that. <laughs> so, okay. His brother was traveling with an Australian journalist friend in 1974 in Laos. Yeah. And they were stopped at a checkpoint by communist guerrillas who did not like Americans or Australians. And they were killed in December of that year. Holy crap. And they assumed and like had a memorial for him the following year, so 1975, but they didn't find his remains until 2003. That's a crazy-ass news story. Yeah, well, and it was all happening during this election cycle yep. of Howard Dean, who was still Whoa. kind of the front runner at that point. Oh, I have, have Teresa's last name here. Uh, it's Diaz, because this was her first appearance. I looked up the actress. Um, she graduated from Tisch. Whoa. Um, Holy shit. That's where she got those hoops. And yeah. she's married to Nick Nolte's son. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Does the son look like Nick Nolte? She's, <laughs> she's American royalty. <laughs> she's her, a Nolte. Also, her mother is German, and her grandfather on that side was possibly the president of police in Frankfurt, Germany, although that was not verified by Wikipedia. So, Is she actually Latina? No, she's Indian and German. Her father's Indian and her mother's huh. German. Cool. And then also in my research, I discovered that in 2015, there was a an OC musical where they just sang songs from the OC soundtrack. I want to I wanna, uh, we'll, not... We'll, we'll dive into I that I'll, when we need to. We'll do that one, do, one time that I'm sick, you guys. That'll be like a donor <laughs> episode once, once we get our own I just kit. I Patreon. just want to yeah. note that the guy who played Luke was Drew Seeley, who played the singing voice of Troy in the first High School Musical, was in The Little Mermaid on Broadway, and was in another Cinderella story, the Wait, second one. Zac Efron didn't Not sing? in the first one. 
They'd already written the music for that one, and he wasn't the right like voice oh type. Oh my god! He does his own singing in the second. And third. Then I know recast a lot about it. You recast that shit. You don't. That's when you when you find a once in a generation talent like Zac Efron. Once in a generation shit. tooth gap. That's pretty great. Oh Those were great God. facts. Anything else we need to know before we're out of here? I mean, unless you want more details about the cast of the OC music. I <laughs> 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 have a lot. I think we can cover that one on another so, show. So we have to find a we have to find like a recording of this. I'm assuming and, one exists and watch just, it between seasons. I just hey, my name is Mark and I love the OC. <clears throat> my name's Maya and I sure do love the OC. I'm Curbs and I love the OC. I'm Dan, and I love VOC, and we hope that you love VOC, too. <laughs> Seriously, this guy is too, it, it, it's too Vincent Prices. <laughs> I won't pretend I'm your girl.